Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 585, March 23rd, 2021. It was 83 degrees on this day in 1910 and four below in the flood spring of 1965. And we have an ice out today. White Bear Lake ice went out on this day in 2017. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Uh, I use White Bear Lake and Lake Minnetonka uh, for two reasons, for ice outs. I realize there's 15,000 lakes in this state and their uh, ice out is going on all the time, but I use White Bear Lake and Lake Minnetonka because people can uh, picture them in their mind. They're easily identifiable. So those are the two bellwethers, not to mention those are the two lakes I happen to have the information for, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to track down the information for the other 14,998 lakes in the state. Yeah, that's because we know the rural people don't matter to you. They don't that's, count. No, it's just <laughs> as simple as that. The suspect in the Boulder, Colorado shooting is named Al Aliwi Alyssa, a 21-year-old man from Arveda, Colorado. He'll be charged with 10 counts of murder. I went to the Boulder Daily Camera newspaper, and I will accept the Boulder Daily Camera's spelling of this evil bastard, uh, Al, A-L, Aliwi, A-L-I-W-I, Alyssa, A-L-I-S-S-A, because on every other site that I also saw his name, it was spelled differently. So I'm going with the Boulder Daily Camera. They got it straight from Boulder Police Chief Maris Herald. And so his name is Al Aliwi Alyssa, 21 years old. And... Uh, there is some speculation as to whether he's the shirtless man we see being escorted away from the scene with blood running down his leg. I think it's a reasonable assumption to think that's him. He was shot in the leg, but that confirmation has not been issued. In any event, the people, uh, the police in Boulder say they have the right guy in custody, and it's Al Aliwi Alyssa. And I don't know what the motive is, and uh, they don't know what the motive is in Boulder yet. Uh, it was at a King Supers supermarket in Boulder, and it was also serving as one of the town's vaccine centers. So it was uh, quite populated with innocent people who fell victim to this evil bastard. And we don't know why he shot the store up. Uh, I know there'll be a great hue and cry for more gun control. Uh, it's already begun. That That's always understandable. That's, mm -hmm. that's what happens in the events of these tragedies. And this nation, uh, uh, this nation is losing its ability to be shocked, I'm afraid, uh, to be astonished. And, well, I'm uh, pretty shocked. Uh, I'm, I'm very astonished. Well, good. Heartbroken. It's, it's a good sign. We were chatting about this before the show, but would you say 15 years ago, this would have been 24-hour news coverage on all the local channels, wouldn't it have been? Yes. And 
last night I saw nothing. This morning you saw barely any mention of it. What, why I, is that? I certainly saw a great mention of it at the 10 p.m. news in the 5.30 p.m. network news. I saw a mention okay, of it. Okay. But uh, because 15 years ago, 25 years ago, we would have uh, regarded this as so horrible that the coverage would have been 24 hours a day. Hell, the Johnny Height and I, we were talking off the air. The Atlanta shootings of the salon workers, or the, what do you call those places? They're not salons. Massage parlors. Massage parlors. Uh, that story was on page eight of the Star Tribune. Yeah. Page eight. That shocked me. This story was what today? Did it make page two? Page two, I think. When you turn the page, it's on the bottom. Mm hmm. Wow. Is that um, a timing issue on when they went to press? No, this happened at what, 3.30 yesterday afternoon? I think most of the info the paper had today you could have gleaned last evening by 8, 9 o'clock. Yeah. And the other I, don't his, I don't think his name was available yesterday. Exactly, no, and that, but that name. wasn't in the paper either. So. And the other disturbing part to me is we don't even wait for the dust to settle and the finger pointing begins on both sides. Well, I, in what in what in what sense? I, I have not detected yet a great deal of finger oh, pointing. It was all, all over Twitter this oh, morning. I see. I don't yes. count Twitter. I don't count Twitter. Joe, well, yeah, you're lucky. Even <laughs> though you don't count Twitter, it's it's a reality and it's there and it's real. And Twitter this morning was all about uh, this is the fault of middle aged white men. Well. He was a 21-year-old guy who's not a white man. He would be a man of, of color, wouldn't he? With that name. And, and, uh... Here's a uh, tweet from somebody who calls herself a journalist, Mina Harris. I deleted a previous tweet about the suspect in the Boulder shooting. I made an assumption based on his being taken into custody alive that, and the fact that the majority of mass shootings in the U.S. are carried out by white men. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, she's backed up by a whole bunch of other tweets and et cetera, and people agreeing with her. Her original tweet read, the Atlanta shooting was not even a week ago. Violent white men are the greatest terrorist threat to our country. Mina actually is a lawyer. She's not a journalist. Well, I know that, that only because I follow her. Well, do you, do you want to break it down? Yes, Because I, I guess I'm naively sure. going, I guess I'm naively going to ask. Is a guy named Al Aliwi Alyssa a white guy? I don't know the answer. I'm being truthful. I'm being serious. Well, I'm serious. His descent obviously is Mideastern. Uh, I don't yes. know what that makes him to be truthful. He has lived in this country most of his life. I did glean that. Uh, hmm. But nowhere. I'm sorry. I don't even have. I, I misread. His name is Ahmad, Ahmad Al Aliwi yeah. Alyssa. Mm -hmm. He's a forename guy. Ahmad Al Aliwi Alyssa. Uh, maybe I, I don't know enough to, uh, to to describe his ethnicity. I don't know the, what that uh, would be. The census information also says uh, yes, that would be considered a white person, Mid Eastern okay. people. All right, all right. Well, uh, white guys do shoot things up uh, very frequently, and. Uh, you know, and it's still too early for us to be making mm -hmm. any assumptions. Uh, one guy here, uh, Andy No, says he's from Syria and he's devoutly Muslim, but he doesn't name his sources. 
Well, this is a 72-hour at the minimum before you know yeah. anything. This yeah. is, Absolutely. Uh, Watching the uh, the Boulder police chief get choked up talking about the officer, um, that, yeah. that was tough to watch. That well, that copper had seven kids, and he was uh, pestering his superiors for a different role in the department because he feared for his safety and wanted to be around to raise the large family. Yeah, heartbreaking for all you know, yeah, for all ten victims. Just, just the whole thing is yeah. But to think, very upsetting. You, you know, mom went to the store to get some tomatoes. Boom, she's dead. This is. This is insanity. This is the, the decline of moral and ethical integrity is, is, is stretching its perimeters to include evilness and insanity. Uh, I'm hesitant to say insane. I just think there's evil in the world, and we keep seeing it. We just keep seeing it. Because if this wasn't an, ex an example of evil, I don't know what is. Same with the knucklehead, uh, bastard, evil bastard in Atlanta. That's evil. I don't know any other way to look at it. And I hate that, you know, we were earlier we were talking about the double standard. I'm so tired of if you're against this, then you must be for that. No, I can be against both. I, I'm so it's pretty easy, actually. I'm, yeah, I'm so tired <laughs> of that narrative. There was one thing I read this morning from a, a, a gentleman that said, keep in mind that the cops apprehended this white man, which obviously we don't know if that's true or not. And yet, uh, a couple months ago, officers shot and killed a black man in that same neighborhood. Well, come on. I can be against both of those incidents. Mm -hmm. Pretty simple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the intimation is that uh, because this guy is perceived to be white, he was handled differently than a, uh, a black suspect. Oh, that suspect. was all over the place last yeah. night. Yeah. And that's just shameful. Well, you know, then what would the reaction be if the cops, out of frustration, just shot the hell out of them? Well, that's not what cops are supposed to do. Apparently, they didn't get into gunplay with him. Or maybe they did. He was shot in the well, leg. He maybe was they shot did. in the leg, yeah. 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 Or the too other bad one, he wasn't Chris. shot in the head. Yeah. The other one, Chris, if you're against, like, say... The censure, sense the self censorship of Dr. Seuss, then you're obviously in favor of mass shootings. Yep. What, yep. what, what, wait, what, what? I can't make that connection. Oh, others yeah, nor, can, nor can I. Well, but, run it by me again. If you're in favor of it's a party issue thing, Such. It, it, it's it comes down to party politics. That's all it is, God. you know. And it's like we were talking yesterday. Just, and it's why we continue to get complaints from both sides of the aisle because we can't sign up for a party and blindly follow them. It's not what we're about. It's not what we're no, about. It's not what GL is about. Well, that's interesting. It's interesting that you bring this up because I received today an email from a guy named Tim Werner. He's emailed before, mm -hmm. and he labeled his email. GL profile. And he says, Joe, Plato said, serious things cannot be understood without laughable things, nor opposites at all without opposites. Bearing this in mind, I set off on a search to better understand the GL crew and followers and to contrast them with the other side. In order to get a clearer view of it, I will use your sponsors to create a profile. 
then I'll contrast that with what your ideological opponents must be like. Let's get started. I will begin with a list of some of your podcast sponsors. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware, Harmony Spirits, 30 Bales, EcoFun Motorsports, DK Mag, Schmelz Countryside, uh, Aquaside, Chill Boys, Pro Turf. I have personally interacted with many of these companies and can vouch for the incredible products and experience they deliver. For instance, I would have paid money for the smells alone when I walked into Grunhofer's, and 30 Bales serves amazing food. Plus, I intend to buy two Bintelli e-bikes this spring from EcoFun. But that's not the point here. The profile I would construct of GL loyalists from these sponsors is the following. Red, meat-eating, do-it-yourself, home-project-discussing guys and gals who aren't afraid to use hard liquor, exotic cars, big boy toys, and guns responsibly, and who wear the most practical and comfortable underwear money can buy and keep the home front clear of bugs and lake weeds. Now this sounds like a group of folks I'd like to hang out with. The contrast gets even clearer when I think about what that says about the other side, the Mysterians. I'm getting a picture of vegan dandies who walk the long way around the block to avoid the local hardware store, drive hybrids and e-cars, think that guns kill people, and who go home to places that are plagued by insects and weeds for fear of causing climate change. Oh, and I don't even want to think about their underwear, but I bet it has hearts or peace signs on it if they wear any at all. (laughs) Yes, it all checks out. GL is on the right side of history. Many thanks to our fearless leader, Joe, and his team. Good luck, Tim. I'll be damned. Huh. That's not a bad profile, just based on our sponsors. So it's bad to have peace signs on your underwear? I, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, I would like to amend some of Tim's thinking. Uh, it, it's not so much that, uh, let's just take the red meat. You know, John, you lay off the red meat. Well, not as much as I should. Uh, but you we should. Don't know that. But you should, and so does my brother, and I don't eat a lot of red meat. I think it's more to the point that a GLer doesn't care if you eat red meat. There you go. That's more to the point. Right. A GLer doesn't care if you love your automobile and, and have a powerful automobile. A GLer is behind that. A, a GLer uh, uh, enjoys. Harmony Spirits, a GLer enjoys Grunhoffers and EcoFun and all the rest because the GLers aren't intent on telling you how to behave. That's the difference between GL and the mystery. You're right. The, the mystery intends to tell me how to behave, and GLers don't intend to tell people how to behave. GLers expect and anticipate moral and ethical integrity. And, and because of that, we cannot be pinned to any specific political alignment. For a variety of reasons, chief among them, I don't wish to be. I want my mind to be left open to all possibilities. And if a great possibility arises from a Democrat, I'm game to listen. And if a great possibility arises from a Republican, of course I'm going to listen. And unfortunately, that's what's missing in this country right now. That's our greatest threat, is the inability to listen to an opposing view. Let's return to the border situation. Uh, Most news-gathering organizations are disappointing, disappointed 
that the Biden administration is refusing media access. Uh, Axios first published a series of photographs taken inside the largest Border Patrol detention center, a tent facility in the South Texas city of Donna. The photos were released by Representative Henry Cuellar, Democrat, Texas. He said he released the photographs in part because the administration has refused media access to the Donna tent. He said he also wanted to draw attention to the extreme challenges that border agents face in watching so many children, sometimes for a week or longer, despite the Border Patrol's three-day limit on detailing minors. Now you cut to a little later in the story. Cuellar again. What Trump did was horrible, Cuellar said. These pictures show you that even under our best intentions, and the Biden administration has the best intentions, it's still very difficult. The, the hypocrisy there is laughable. There is nothing different in terms of the conditions between the Trump administration and the Biden administration. But this, this stick-to-the-book lefty said, what the Trump did was horrible. But what we're doing, but what we're doing, because we have the best intentions, is merely difficult. It's not horrible to him. It's difficult. But when it was Trump, it was horrible. The, 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 consumer, the consumer of news in this country just has hard work in front of them every day to sort this BS out. And the BS at the border is it's worse than Trump. Trump invited the media in. He wanted them to see it. And it must be so horrific that the Biden administration is is refusing to let the media in. But according to one of one of Biden's yes men, this Quayar stooge, well, we have the best intentions, and this is very difficult. Unlike what Trump did, which was merely horrible. B as in B, S as in S. You both share blame. Both administrations can share blame for what an asinine situation this is and for the failure of other governments to keep their own people home. I had a good point from an emailer today. Usually if you're, if, uh, his analogy was, if your house is on fire... You don't go three houses down the block to borrow a telephone. You would go to the first house to borrow a telephone. Why then, when somebody leaves Guatemala, don't they seek, seek asylum in the very next country they encounter? Why do they skip three or four countries to, just, to get to our border? Well, it's because this country's trying to hang on to its principles of being the best country in the world. That's rapidly in decline. Uh, I do not have the uh, wisdom of Solomon to solve this border crisis, uh, but neither does and, Biden. <laughs> and the border crisis didn't certainly didn't start with Trump. I mean, this has been generations. This has been going on this, forever. Yeah, this is a lot of previous administrations on both sides. Um, no. Joe, speaking of President Biden, he did speak, and I have some audio um, in relation to the shooting that took place in Boulder. It's about ninety seconds. Would you like it? Yeah. And thirdly. I want to be very clear. This is the one thing I do know enough to say on in terms of what's happened there. While we're still waiting for more information regarding the shooter, his motive, the weapons he used, the guns, the magazines, the weapons, the modifications that apparently have taken place to those weapons that are involved here, I don't need to wait another minute, let alone an hour, to take common sense steps that will save the lives in the future and to urge my colleagues in the House and Senate to act. 
We can ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines in this country once again. I got that done when I was a senator. It passed. It was law for the longest time. And it brought down these mass killings. We should do it again. We can close the loopholes in our background check system, including the Charleston loophole. That's one of the best tools we have right now to prevent gun violence. The Senate should immediately pass. Let me say it again. The United States Senate, I hope some are listening, should immediately pass the two House passed bills that close loopholes in the background check system. These are bills that receive votes of both Republicans and Democrats in the House. This is not and should not be a partisan issue. This is an American issue. It will save lives, American lives. And we have to act. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm not surprised that he would say such a thing. I don't know what weapon the guy used. It was described as what, Johnny? It was described uh, by a law enforcement source as an AR-15 style rifle. So I don't know what, what to glean from that. Kenny, you may know more. Well, it's got a pistol grip on it, and it's black and composite and looks scary. <laughs> that's, that's all it means. In the GL profile, uh, GLers uh, also are not going to uh, frown upon anybody who enjoys the best pizza in town. I'll and that's say. Red Savoy. That's mm -hmm. Red Savoy. 16 locations. Let me double-check that, because sometimes I think I'm shortchanging them by one. 16 locations. There's one near you. And uh, I have finally learned the ease with which you can obtain free cheese bread and sauce when you order your large pizza <laughs> online. You just use Joe at checkout, and then when you go to get the pizza at any Red Savoy location, the price of the cheese bread is removed from the bill. Did I get it right, Chris? Yes, you did. I got it right, finally. Uh, but don't let that stop you. It's the pizza I'm after. It's just fantastic. It's soda-style, S-O-T-A, thin crust, fabulous toppings. Even the, even the sausage was a Red Schoenheider recipe that he had made for the original uh, Red Savoy when it was located at the saloon on East 7th Street. And that sausage continues to this day with Reed. Uh, and so at every Red Savoy location, you're getting the best of the original recipes. It's absolutely fantastic. You can take your deep dish. You can take your giant slices. You can have all that. I want that thin crust with the great toppings from Red Savoy Pizza. Go to their app or go online and you'll, uh, this month anyway, for GLers, you're going to pick up the free cheese bread with the sauce. It's the taste you're after. And the taste of Red Savoy, you'll soon discover if you haven't already, is unsurpassed in the world of pizza. Red Savoy Pizza. Everyone has gone mad in March trying to narrow the field down to 16. This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group, and they have their 16 for you. Canopy Group has 16 different insurance companies, giving them options to provide you the best home and auto insurance coverage. At the best price, by the way, the difference is that the Canopy Group has options. They continue to use their 16 different companies to match with you, the company providing the best coverage at the best price. 
place. They do this year in and year out. They just moved me and saved me a bundle. I am a believer. Get in the game. Contact the Canopy Group and get them working on your brackets. Bracketology isn't foolproof. Sure bet is the Canopy Group saving you on an average 810 on your home. That's $810 on your home and auto insurance. Visit thecanopygroup.com. Thecanopygroup.com. What? Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Height and height. Okay, all right. Now I can listen to that all all day. Thanks, guys. Thank you, let's, boys. Uh, let's uh, chat about the American Institute of Non-Destructive Testing and the steps that you'll take that will get you started as a non-destructive testing tech. Number one, here's where it starts, the very beginning. Click on trainingndt.com. Two, take the classroom training online. Three, complete the in-class practical training. Number four, start making money. That's only seven months and you're into a high-demand career. And we've never actually talked about the courses themselves. We've made, uh, well, we've kind of talked around it, but there's ultrasonic testing, radiographic testing, magnetic particle testing, liquid penetrate testing and visual testing and 40 hours of radiation safety this makes me believe that maybe doing traffic for for a living was the right choice for me <laughs> but uh, all of these classes will teach you the basics of non-destructive testing and with the placement program there's a darn good chance i mean as in very likely a 92 percent chance that you're going to have a gig before your training is even completed, before you've graduated. But it starts way, way back at step one. You have to click on trainingndt.com. And I know I've said it before, but I want to remind you, this isn't the failed academy and a career of passing judgment on society and begging for your loan to be forgiven. This is a wonderful career in a very neat field, trainingndt.com. Might we... Uh, uh speak a, a bit about the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. There was a, mm. a piece today in the uh, Pioneer Press uh, noting that because of new diversity initiatives, uh, the Chanhassen Dinner th uh, Theater, uh, uh, citing its ongoing commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, uh, will not stage a production of Cinderella uh, because the cast is 98 point something percent white and instead they're going to stage a production of Footloose so uh, let me see if I got this straight uh, check on. this out you're going to can Cinderella which is about a, 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 an oppressed woman trying to overcome the evil stepmother and the two jealous sisters uh, where there's lots of room for uh, well I'll get to that in a moment and you're going to replace it with Footloose, which is about a bunch of white kids in rural America who live in a town where the pastor won't allow them to dance, uh, based on a real-life story. 
uh, out of Elmore City, Oklahoma in 1979. The kids finally had had enough, and they they won the right to, to finally dance at school and, and, and get rid of an 1880 ordinance that had prohibited them from dancing. So now look, here comes the movie, and Kevin Bacon moves from Chicago to Hillbillyville. Uh, it, was filmed, <laughs> it was filmed mostly in Utah, uh, exclusively white kids. The only, sus- the only thing I can suspect is that the Chanhassen Dinner Theater will repopulate the cast of Footloose. Uh, and maybe maybe even reconfigure, right. ma- make it urban or right. whatever. Why couldn't you do that with Cinderella? Well, not only why can't you do that with Cinderella, but but Cinderella already has some built-in dynamics to it that would mirror uh, the struggle of a black woman in modern-day United States, and and you could you could tailor the whole thing to it. I don't get it, uh, <laughs> unless you know what's most important is to get your woke message out there. So uh, who's the guy running this thing? Michael Brindisi uh, said the decision has nothing to do with the show's content, and then he's not ruling out staging Cinderella at some point in the future. The show came into question after Brindisi looked at the cast. It was 98% white. He said that doesn't work with what we're saying we're going to do. Uh, Brindisi considered recasting, but ultimately decided to scrap this and start fresh with a clean slate. Some of the actors were disappointed, but everyone... Uh, said they got it and that they respected the very hard decision we had to make. Well, you're going to have to recast Footloose. That's all white. <laughs> yeah, cast in uh, as in who's been hired already, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, now they, not the, characters, cast. The, the dinner theater has hired a diversity consultant. Of course. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what job you can get it. <laughs> and so here they go. I mean... Uh, Cinderella had announced, uh, the CD, the Chanhassen Dinner Theater had announced Cinderella as the follow-up to its production of The Music Man, but the pandemic forced the company to shut down the musical just a week after its premiere in March of last year. I guess they're still going to have The Music Man on July 2nd. Uh, Footloose is likely to debut at some point in 2022. Well, I don't know what you've gained in diversity if you don't completely repopulate the cast of Footloose. Does, does Elmore uh, City, Oklahoma, scream diversity to you? <laughs> Not really. No. Does no. rural Utah? But, but we don't know, but no, it doesn't, you know. No. just no. But, Joe, and I have a lot of friends that work at the CDT, but do you know what this is? This is what you brought up a week or so ago. The, 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 the boxes that need to be checked. That's what this is falling under. Mm-hmm. You know what I can't stop thinking about? You said based on a true story that happened in 1979. Mm-hmm. What do you think the first song was that they Footloose. played in Boogie 2? Kenny oh, Loggins. Couldn't have, no, I don't couldn't I have have no idea. <laughs> don't you think it would be... Lay down the boogie and play that funky <laughs> music till you die. Till you die. Oh, till you die. Yeah, After the killing yeah. of George Floyd, Brindisi, he's the uh, artistic director. 
ignore doing my I'm doing my best. After the killing of <laughs> after the killing of George Floyd last summer, Brindisi said he realized it was time to change our culture and make us more diverse and more equitable as a company. We've really dug in on diversity, equity, and inclusion, the commitment to social justice, and getting more diversity into our business across the board. And, and to that end, they hired the diversity consultant. Okay, well then, why don't you just stage a, a black place? I'm not being facetious. Why, why not just stage? A, oh, I, name me some black place. Uh, Raisin in the sun. Dude, I can't even name you white plays, yeah. so don't don't turn to me for that. <laughs> Are all Chanhassen Dinner Theater Productions musicals? Yes. Okay. Well, if I should say for the most part, yeah, they, they are. I, again, don't know. Yeah. Well, I think they could have had a lot of fun. Uh, not that I approve of rewriting history, but they could have had a lot of fun reconfiguring Cinderella. It's actually a great place for a date night, Joe. Maybe you and the CP, you know, could hop you know, in the I, I, yeah. uh, in the car. I'm not going to any play where they also serve dinner. <laughs> Why? Oh, that's I the best part like, about it. I don't like that idea. That's not for I me. I would like during one of the dance numbers for one of the actors to grab Joe right there out of the bring him up on stage, drag him up on yeah. stage, and get him to shake that narrow white ass. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, Kenny, again. Uh, Yes, Joe. Well, Go ahead, Joe. You, you, you caused me to lose my place. You, <laughs> you, you caused me to lose my, my well, train of thought. What we're getting here is just some incredible virtue signaling by this guy. Uh, you got his name in the paper and, you know, more power to him. But I don't know what he think he's gaining by going from Cinderella to Footloose. I don't oh, yeah, remember the movie. Were there any black kids in Footloose? I don't, I don't remember. Not that, not that I recall. I don't but, so. but I did remember a Cinderella with a black uh, uh, black actors, and I'm yeah. not nuts. In 1997, they made it with Whitney Houston and Brandy, yes. Whoopi Goldberg. So, I mean, you could make it as diverse as you'd want. Well, look you? what was done with Hamilton, taking a bunch yeah. of uh, you know historical figures and, and turning it into that thing became a uh, a blockbuster. Well, just a blockbuster. What what about the Wizard of Oz? Didn't that become Whiz or something? Wasn't that one yeah. of the? Was it Michael yeah, Jackson Michael in Jackson. it? That was he's, a on down, he's on down the road. Yeah, he's on down the road. Well, so here you goofballs in Chaska. What the hell are you doing? Chanhassen. <laughs> Close enough. You're going That's from <laughs> you're going from Cinderella to an, a 100% white rube story in the middle of nowhere. Well, okay, and let me let me play devil's advocate again. Um, do you think though that this is a way to get them a little bit more attention? That maybe. A, uh, an African-American family would see this story and go, well, wow, I want to go support them. I mean, they've had a tough year not being able to have guests. Great. So they're financially hurting bad right now. That's fine. But but that, that so the black family that wants to go there to see Footloose, well, the, I would imagine the black family is suspecting that it's going to be repopulated with a black cast. Such I have to admit, if I was in charge of marketing, I might have done the same thing. This is a little bit of publicity, and look who's talking about it, who's never, ever talked about musicals or plays or anything right. of the like before. Well, not only that, it caused me to do a little homework on both Footloose and Cinderella. You know, Cinderella's mom died 
And then the dad remarried that evil bitch. And then they, uh, she, she had the two, she had the two lousy sisters, Anastasia and Drizella, and they, sure. they just worked that Cinderella to the bone, man. And uh, she couldn't get anywhere. And suddenly, you know, Jack. Lidge comes along with the silver and it, whatever, what? some guy. Pumpkin and the, it's got the beanstalk. And, yeah, and they got shoes yeah. that fit her, and then she, and she goes let down her hair. And, and, and then she day. went, yeah. and then she went to a small Push town in bra. Oklahoma to dance. <laughs> and, 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 bra. What yeah. the hell? I, uh, I'd also like to point out that the movie Footloose did not age well, if you haven't seen it lately. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> Who was the actress? I know it was Kevin Bacon. Jennifer Grey. Oh, the always available Jennifer Grey for those Wait, dancing movies. wasn't she in something else? Ferris Bueller's Day Ferris Bueller. She, she was the sister. No, uh, stop, stop. That's incorrect, Chris. Yeah. Incorrect. I'm sorry. No, that's not right. Yeah, she was not in that film. I'm she was in right the one now. with what? Patrick Swayze. What was she the was Swayze? She was in Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Oh, you're Same right. Thing. You're Same right. thing. They were just Laurie dancing at a I'm summer sorry. camp. Lori yeah. Singer was the female lead, apparently, in, uh, and I don't, I don't know who she is. What? So, How far out of our box are we right now talking <laughs> Really about far. Yes. <laughs> I can't even see shore from here. <laughs> I'm just going to look up photos of Jennifer Grey. I liked her when she had the big honker. I, I thought that yeah. big nose was sexy. The nose Did she get her chopped the, down? Yeah. She chopped her yeah. down. Yeah. And she surgery. became generic. Yeah. Oh, poop. I like that honker on her, too. You yeah. Know, what are you going to do? That's good. Yeah. Well, you know, self-esteem, that whole thing, whatever yeah. whatever gets you through. It's Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh. Well, it, you we got know, to the I, bottom I, of that, didn't we? Well, yeah, I'm, interested, we did. I'm interested enough to wonder upon the debut of the Chanhassen's Footloose what they have done to it. I, I'll be interested. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure that it'll be covered in one of the papers. Are we? Uh, are we going to send this segment to my talk? Maybe we could uh, <laughs> do an afternoon show there. We should send them the first segment too. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Inside jokes are the best. Yeah. <laughs> the Chicago suburb of Evanston. Oh, which I, I saw this this I morning. Quite familiar with, having been there That's many, fine. many times. Yeah. Has approved America's first reparation program for black residents whose descendants lived in the city between 1919 and 1969 and experienced housing discrimination. $10 million will be paid out using marijuana taxes. And as Jordy notes, the headline writer needs to learn the difference between ancestors and descendants. It wouldn't be your descendant who lived there between 1919 and 1969. (laughs) You're the descendant. It would be your ancestors who lived there between 1919 and 1969. I think there's only one thing to say about this. This is this is water going Niagara Falls. It's going to be unstoppable. Yep. Uh, and look for this to come to a city near you with tall buildings. Well, and they're all going to race to be next, aren't they? Look at us. Look at us. How, how progressive we are. Well, Evanston isn't the first. It might be the first suburb, but this will take over the country's tallest buildings, and uh, I, I I just think it will be inevitable. Uh, Let me ask I, you something because I truly don't know, and I'm not setting you up. Is this the first time? that they've actually identified and made a qualification for the payment of reparations? Because before, when I've heard about and read about reparations, they've never made clear what you have to do to qualify. Is this it's the all first? Spelled out. It's all spelled out in the story. Uh, it's all spelled out. You have to meet uh, uh, 
some yeah. very significant criteria before you qualify. But my question is, in all the other talks we've had about reparations, have they ever mentioned anything like this specifically like they have in Evanston? I have no idea. You know what I mean? I yeah, do, I do. do I. But in Evanston, it is spelled out uh, yeah. quite, quite significantly what criteria you must meet uh, to become qualified yeah. for, for the money. But I can see it taking hold, can't you? I mean, I... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just going to be inevitable that it would that it would take hold. Say we were mentioning uh, EcoFun uh, moments ago, a fellow mm -hmm. gonna buy two new Bintelli e-bikes for spring. Uh, those sale prices are available at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. I, I'm a big uh, a big fan of the scooters, man. The gas-powered scooters that, that turn every urban errand into an adventure. It's great urban transportation, about 75 miles to the gallon. Are you kidding? And look at gas prices. Uh, that scooter might be the way to travel all summer. You've got to stay safe. Can't go on the freeway. You know the drill. And uh, business has been great at EcoFun. Tim Bloom uh, put the word out last week that he's hiring. Uh, that may have taken place already, but it's a it's worthy of an ask if you're looking to to get into the motorsports industry, the recreation industry. It's a fantastic place. Uh, helmets, apparel, Yamaha products, service. Uh, you buy that vehicle now. Uh, even if it's a scooter or a bike, they're going to keep it for you until you return when full spring is upon us. And as I've been pointing out, you might need to borrow somebody's uh, pickup truck or something if Tim, in fact, won't deliver it for you because there's that service available at EcoFund also. It's uh, really, really nifty. If you haven't been there, I bought my uh, Bintelli bike there. Then it was promptly stolen from me. And then uh, right now, uh, Tim has my Yamaha S-Max scooter. Came last fall with his daughter, picked it up, winterized it, took care of it. It's got it in storage. i got to get that back. I really love it. It's a one-stop shop for all your recreational needs, including youth recreational equipment, youth ATVs. i got to ask you guys something. Okay. For, for, for many years, we have provided for these heathens running around here a, a battery-operated all-terrain vehicle that oh, the kids... Yeah. That the kids sure. can get on and actually drive. I've seen it in action. Yeah, you post or you showed us a video. I'm tempted to get them the youth gas-powered ATV. Or do you think that would be too, no. too, too much for a front yard? I wonder. I'll have to ask him about it. Yeah, I'm going to ask him about it because the uh, the soon-to-be five-year-olds, you got to follow her with a rope tied to the thing because she's just going to crash <laughs> in anything she sees. Right. You know. And I don't those those youth ATVs as powered down as they might be, they're still going to be pretty powerful compared to a, uh, a battery-operated uh, ATV-style vehicle. Anyway, I'm off the track, but it's all there at EcoFun. They'll answer my questions. EcoFun Motorsports is on Highway 61. Where else? In Forest Lake. Hey, it's Reavers here once again for Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. And Josh has a very simple question for you, and it's, do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, no. 
know what you own. And make sure you tune in to Garage Logic every Tuesday and Thursday for Mr. Money Talks Report. You're going to hear it from himself. That's right. Josh joins us every Tuesday and Thursday in Garage Logic. Trust is often overused and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48 minute financial consultation at 952 925 5608. That's 952 925 5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. It's been a long winter for Minnesota businesses. Now it's time to spring forward to Sioux Falls. I'm Dean Diesick with the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. Sioux Falls has what your business needs to make a fresh start. Fewer taxes, less business regulation, and higher profits. Along with build-ready sites and available buildings to get you up and running fast. Best of all, companies of all sizes make more money in Sioux Falls. We've got the details on our website at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Now more than ever, Minnesota companies are talking with us about expansion or relocation to the Sioux Falls area. Minnesota business people are excited about our short commutes, safe streets, and quality of life excellence. Make your move to Sioux Falls. You'll find productive people, affordable land, reduced red tape, and fewer taxes, not to mention higher profits. Spring is a great time to expand or relocate your business to Sioux Falls. Pay us a visit at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Suchere. The long, happy march of GLers up and down Highway 61 includes Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen in Maplewood, right at that southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61 in Maplewood. Multi-generational family-owned business. They don't own 40 stores, and the reason they survive is great service, great products. I I spend uh, a lot of time there (laughs) because I like Volkswagens. I bought a couple of Volkswagens, and uh, I couldn't be happier. And uh, then the kids I used to have end up with them, and they couldn't be happier. And uh, through March right now, take advantage of the Volkswagen Sign and Drive SUV event with that great new Atlas or the Tiguan. Sign and Drive 0% interest for 72 months on all the Volkswagen SUVs. Also in March and April, check out a tire special. Pay for three tires and get one free. That applies to most makes, models, and sizes. You know where this is. It's uh, it's 10 minutes from Minneapolis. It's five minutes from St. Paul. It's uh, it's handy. It's on that southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61. Also, Alfa Romeo and Fiat. I'm going to tell you more about that in the days to come, and I can't wait to. But uh, right now, take advantage of that sign-and-drive Volkswagen SUV event. 0% interest for 72 months on all SUVs. The Atlas, the Tiguan, it's just, these are fantastic vehicles. I really, really enjoy them, and I enjoy the service I get at Schmelz Countryside. Visit them and visit their inventory at SchmelzVW.com. Uh, I, have to, I have to say something about Bill Gates, who I think is certifiably disturbed. Could dimming the sun to help cool the earth... Bill Gates wants to spray millions of tons of chalk into the stratosphere sure. to reflect sunlight and slow global warming. Critics fear it could be disastrous. Well, of course it could, because Gates, you don't have to play God. That's my earth too, Billy, you moron. 
<laughs> the project will see a test balloon launch this summer from the town of Karuna. I don't know where that is. One of the stand countries. It will send uh, uh, chalk into the stratosphere 12 miles above the Earth's surface. Scientists will then monitor uh, who the dust particles intersect how the dust particles intersect with the atmosphere. This will be fed into computer models to predict how a large plume would work. The idea is to block out some of the sun's energy to cool down the earth. No, 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 can somebody stop this madman? It's not your earth, Gates, you miserable fruitcake. You got too damn rich and you don't know what to do with yourself. And now you're going to play God. You're going to be in that castle on the hill with lightning bolts flashing over the head, launching chalk into the stratosphere because you think the earth's too hot. You moron. Go and play bridge with Warren Buffett and shut the hell up. That's all you have to do. Was this it is a, pathetic. Was this it, is pathetic. Was it last summer when we had the, uh, the wildfires uh, and the, the air quality here was so awful? Right. Was that yeah. last summer? Was that, yeah, correct. Does that sound yeah. right? Yeah. As an yeah. asthma sufferer, this is the last thing I want put in the air because I could not breathe at all that week. Yeah, I live in Minnesota. What I really would look forward to is blocking out the sun. I'd right. really like that, Bill, you <laughs> moron. God almighty. Well, isn't he the one? He just wrote a book, right, that just came out within the last month or two. And I remember seeing an interview with him and... They actually brought up that he is one of the world's biggest consumers of energy with his house and his jets and et cetera, et cetera. And he thinks that's okay because he buys carbon credits and he uses some special fuel in his jets. So he, he's, he's okay with hold himself. Hold on, hold on. If you offset your carbon, it's the only <laughs> choice for somebody like me who is traveling the world to win this battle. Uh, I negotiated the Paris Accords mm -hmm. uh, for mm -hmm. the United States. Yep. I've been involved in this fight for years. I negotiated with President Xi to bring President Xi to the table so we could get Paris. And uh, I believe the time it takes me to get somewhere. I can't sail across the ocean. I have to fly to meet with people and get things done. Got but it. what I'm doing yep. almost full time is working to win the battle of climate change. And well, you're in a the hell end, of a guy. Uh, <laughs> if I offset and contribute my life to do this, uh, I'm not going to be put on the defensive. Oh, you're damn near to be canonized, uh, John. You're just a hell of a superhero. Here's the problem with the Gates plan, or part of the, he, he's funding this plan. No one can predict what the outcome of such intrusion would be on the atmosphere. No one would know. It could be disastrous. It could be catastrophic. But this fool has himself convinced that he's got to save the earth from, a, from the climate changing. Bill, the climate has always changed and it always will. You certifiably <laughs> disturbed dunce. Yep. <laughs> do we have to push back at this point or, or can we How just do I go push back? Who do I write a letter to? Don't do no, this. I don't want my no. stratosphere full of chalk dust. Can, can, I, can I finish? Yeah. Do we have to push back at this early point or can we just sit back and laugh at him because this is so absurd? Absurd. Absurd. You Backed know what I'm saying? Is, yes. But he's got Harvard on board. He's got the failed academy oh, on board. He's oh, got private so, donors oh, on board. But imagine. Right, so we, uh, we should push back. But yeah, imagine okay. a politician trying to push back against this or anybody that's of note. They'll be canceled because you're not fitting the narrative of the mob. Right. That's the. Yeah, we don't discuss things, we cancel things. That's You're correct. Well, 
uh, I don't want this moron shooting chalk dust into the sky. God almighty. That's what I miss about Trump, because Trump would say that word for word. Right. (laughs) Well, you're just the denier, Joe. Creating a massive sunshade. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's block the sun. Let's control the behavior of the sun. Oh, you sick people. Careful. Well, you're insane. They're insane. Do you think that uh, to kind of, because this will be, I mean, this will be met with fanfare and all sorts of lights. and. Do you think he'll fly in Greta to be part of the festivities? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Although Greta might refuse to fly, so they'll have to send a boat for her. Sure. (laughs) Go to church, Gates, and uh, try to reground yourself, you fruitcake. This is pathetic. I'm going to shoot chalk dust into the sky to save the earth. (laughs) Oh, my God in heaven. Honest to God, I can't take it anymore. These people are insane. And if that did work, you'd have ice out dates in, like, June. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like I say, hey, great news for those of us who live in Minnesota, Bill. Right. We don't see the sun six months a year now. They say, well, we'll shoot the chalk dust high enough that it won't reflect, it won't stop the intensity of the sun's rays from reaching Earth. Well, the sun's rays that will reach the Earth will not be intense, you dunce. I can't do it. We need to. Uh, we need to make sacrifices. We all have to be on board mm-hmm. and sacrifice. I got to take a break. I, I'm too worked up. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna come back with John Height. You know what you need. You know what you need. A chill boys. A nice tall a glass harmony, of harmony, harmony spirits right now. How about a little bourbon? A little whiskey? Would that calm the mayor down right I, now? I think. I think so. <laughs> Handcrafted spirits made right here in our own little backyard. A little early, Chris. <laughs> well, uh, given hey. the, the argument we witnessed off the air between you and your betrothed, <laughs> I don't think it is too early, no. Such. And you know what? Someone right now is listening to this, and it's 5 o'clock somewhere in that person's life right. right now. Harmony Spirits, at Harmony Spirits on Twitter, by the way. Sign up for that monthly newsletter, and what they've done is a couple of GLers were even winners of that free bottle of Harmony Spirits just by signing up for that free monthly newsletter. It's just that easy. HarmonySpirits.net, by the way, is the website, if I forgot to mention that. Also, uh, if you stop in at that tasting room down there in Harmony, Minnesota, it's beautiful. I was just there uh, a little over a week ago, and stop in, say hi to the fellas, and please let them know that you heard about them on the Garage Logic podcast. Also, go into your local liquor store and continue to ask for the Harmony brand by name. They truly appreciate all of you GLers stepping up and doing so. HarmonySpirits.net. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Okay, there's going to come a point in this discussion about ProfessionalTurf.com where I'm going to ask for your own personal antidotes, gentlemen. But before I, I get to that, I want you to answer a trivia question. Who said, we're not raising grass, we're raising kids? Ooh, Who ooh, said ooh, that? Oh, 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 me, pick me, pick we, me. We all know. Yeah, Harmon right. Killebrew's dad. I think yeah. Randy... Then Joe wins. Well, that's true. It wasn't Harmon. It was his dad. You're right. <laughs> Are you done? Yep. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, Kenny. 
I think Randy and Jill from Lakeville would like to respectively disagree with Harmon's dad. Uh, the quote here, we were resigned to the fact that we had kids, therefore we could not have a nice lawn. Our corner lot is the first choice for the kids' sports, but not necessarily bragging rights for a plush lawn. We tried other companies and watched our lawn wear out from the kids' sports. Then we switched to ProTurf. Our kid-trodden grass turned green and filled back in. ProTurf was also very helpful with our landscape when we installed our sport court. We are sold on their quick response, attention to detail, and their encouragement for us to keep our kids while they take care of our lawn. Okay, now gentlemen, weigh in. Such, you start, because I think what I just read is very uh, applicable to you with all the brats you have running around your estate <laughs> on a daily basis. The ProTurf guy was here today and I got my estimate and I'm going to become a customer. That's that it. Simple. You're not you're wow. not going to rant and rave about how they're not charging you enough and what kind of company <laughs> charges this little and how can they make any money if they're not charging you? Not I, I thought the that. I thought the prices were uh, about four or five treatments and I thought the prices were amazingly reasonable. John. I uh, had the same experience last week. ProTurf fella came up, gave me the estimate. Very reasonable. I called immediately and signed on. And not only that, I got a special little discount. Well, it's not special. Everybody gets a discount because I paid in full for the summer. Very reasonable. You know why? They're doing business the old-fashioned way. In-person estimates, agreed-upon goals, long-term, seriously knowledgeable employees, no cold calls, no upsells, just green, luscious grass all season long. Go to professionalturf.com and get ready to be impressed. There you go. Thanks, guys. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. This update brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. A sports note before we get to news, the University of Minnesota has hired Ben Johnson as their head basketball coach. The 40-year-old Johnson's a Minneapolis native who spent the previous three seasons as a Xavier assistant coach, agreed to a five-year deal with the Gophers. It'll pay him about $1.95 million per season, pending Board of Regents approval. He started De La Salle High School two decades ago, played two seasons at Northwestern before he came back home, played for the Gophers becoming a captain for the team. He has a strong uh, he has strong Minnesota ties and relationships with the local high school basketball scene from his time as working as an assistant under Rick Pitino from 2013 to 2018. And I would like to point out, as he pointed out on Twitter this morning, Patrick Royce called this one on February 25th. Yes, he did. Said uh, he should be the coach, and uh, he is. So. He also said it yesterday on Monday Night Sports Talk. Oh, did he? Well, yep. okay. I also well, think. I once once the president, Gable, got involved, I think it was inevitable that they were going to get an African-American coach. Mm-hmm. So it's true. Royce is the new Sid. He's that's, taken over. That's what he claims, yes. <laughs> uh, news, the 21-year-old Colorado man faces murder charges in the shooting rampage at a Boulder supermarket that left 10 people dead, fueled chaos as panicked shoppers fled to safety. Boulder Police Chief Maris Harold released the names of the victims this morning, said they ranged in age from 20 to 65. Among them, Officer Eric Talley, 51 years old, a father of seven who responded to the 911 call. The shooter identified as Ahmed Al-Aliwi Alisa. He was shot in the leg, Harold said. He was expected to be released from a hospital today and then booked into the county jail. Multiple witnesses said the gunman opened fire in the parking lot before he moved inside. Hundreds of police officers and a SWAT team descended upon the store. None of the shooting victims survived the attack, according to police. 
Uh, as of this morning, authorities say they have not yet come up with a motive for the shootings. Uh, his family, uh, part of his family, did speak with some reporters this morning. Uh, his brother said, uh, let me make sure I get the quote correct here, uh, that he was deeply disturbed and very antisocial. Uh, he said that he was picked upon in high school. Until then, he was a fairly normal kid, uh, but then became uh, uh, very antisocial. His sister said, though, uh, we're shocked. He's a nice, quiet brother. So for what that's worth, uh, that comes from the family. Uh, also, John, this just came in from the Associated Press. Uh, police mm-hmm. officials said that the gunman bought the uh, rifle six days ago. Or, sorry, mm-hmm. six days before the shooting. So Got a it. week ago. A week ago. In court Monday, there was a quick 10-minute hearing for 67-year-old Gregory Ulrich. You remember him? He's the man police say is responsible for a February shooting at the Alina Health Clinic here in Buffalo in Minnesota that killed one person and injured several others. The judge ordered a Rule 20 evaluation be done to determine if Ulrich is mentally competent to stand trial. While the prosecutor agrees with the judge's order, he thinks Ulrich has demonstrated his ability to participate in his own defense. The competency evaluation could take 60 days. Ulrich scheduled back in court May 20th. He faces seven total charges, including one count of second-degree murder. According to police, Ulrich walked into the clinic in Buffalo on February 9th and started shooting. U.S. Supreme Court has declined to take up the appeal of a Minnesota man serving two life sentences for killing two teenage suspected burglars. Attorneys for Byron Smith of Little Falls said Monday their petition to have the high court hear the case was denied following four conferences by justices. Smith's lawyers have argued through the appeal process that the courtroom was improperly closed to discussing the inadmissibility of witnesses depriving Smith of his right to a fair trial. Smith was convicted of first-degree premeditated murder in the Thanksgiving Day 2012 shootings of 18-year-old Haley Kiefer and her 17-year-old cousin Nick Brady. Smith said the shootings were in self-defense. A 9-year-old Minnesota boy bitten by a shark as he body surfed in Miami Beach over the weekend. Christine Weiskopf of Egan said she and her son Jay were in the water for only a few minutes when the shark bit the boy. She said, I was holding his hand the whole time and he was kind of body surfing a little bit. He had fallen on his stomach. She said when she pulled him up, she saw a chunk of skin missing from his shoulder. Whoa. He said, the boy just said, ow. So I looked down and there was about a four foot gray shark just kind of swimming away. So I scooped him up and ran him up to the beach. Miami Beach Fire Rescue Crew took the child to the hospital where surgeons closed the wound. Uh, Weiskopf told our buddies down in 5 Eyewitness News, Jay was expected to be moved out of the intensive care unit. Doctors say he'll make a full recovery. The Weiskopfs still have a couple more days in Florida before they come home, said they hope to have at least one family day together before leaving. An intoxicated pickup driver crashed into a horse-drawn Amish buggy in western Wisconsin and killed one of two teenage brothers, according to new charges. Oh, my God. 40-year-old Anthony Anderson was charged in Barron County District Court with homicide by intoxicated use of a vehicle and related counts in connection with the crash in February near Rice Lake that killed a 17-year-old boy, Levi Miller. His 16-year-old brother, Joseph Miller, was less seriously injured. The pickup hit the northbound buggy after dark from behind, despite the horse-drawn vehicle having uh, having operating rear lights. Uh, Anderson was taken to a clinic in Marshfield where his blood alcohol content was measured at .085, above the legal limit for driving in Wisconsin. 
Rochelle Walensky is director of the CDC. She said Monday she's concerned the U.S. could experience what she called another avoidable surge in coronavirus infections due to new variants if people don't follow mitigation measures. Those mitigation measures, she says, are mask wearing and social distancing. Meanwhile, several European countries are extending or reintroducing lockdown measures as a third wave of the pandemic sweeps that continent, fueled by the more contagious new variants of coronavirus. Critics say the further restrictions have come too late, with politicians eager to start easing measures for pandemic-weary populations after a second series of lockdowns late last year led to a surge in infections. What was, what, what was the reason we played her, Joe, uh, a couple weeks ago? Because she, uh, on a Sunday morning news show, she, no, it was Jake Tapper was interviewing her, and he, he got frustrated with her because she was making no sense. Got it. Yeah, she wouldn't, uh, she wouldn't answer his question. Right. Uh, former President Trump Monday claiming he has more power now to reach Americans, even after being cut off of Twitter and other social media sites. He says, now when I put out a statement, it's much more elegant than a tweet, he said on a broadcast with <laughs> host Lisa Booth. Trump, who was permanently barred from Twitter for inciting his followers to storm the Capitol on January 6th, now issues statements via his political action committee and his Florida-based political operation. He said his statements reach an even bigger audience because his press statements, many of which mimic the style of his tweets, are then widely shared by his supporters. Uh, remember Sidney Powell, one of the president's lawyers sure. disputing the election? Yeah. Yes. Throwing throwing out theories that were distributed by crazy uh, crazies everywhere, including maybe one or two on this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, fellas. Oh, well, she Jay <laughs> Height at GarageLogic.com. <laughs> it wasn't me, was it? Is that maybe. What well, really? she, was, uh, she was sued by Dominion, whose voting systems were used in the 2020 election for claiming uh. they were somehow involved in election fraud. Now, her defense for the case has come out yesterday. She says, Here's the, this is her defense. These are her words. I'm not making this up. She said, quote, no reasonable person would believe that her false claims and conspiracy theories about the 2020 election were truly statements of fact. What? That's, that's her defense, yeah. But basically, if, if you believe me, you're crazy is what she's saying. Right. The new argument from Powell, who had aggressively promoted claims that the election was rigged against former President Trump, came in a court filing Monday as she asked the federal judge to dismiss the $1.3 billion defamation suit. Dominion claims that Powell and other prominent election theft conspiracists, including Rudy Giuliani and Mike Lindell, have caused irreparable harm to the company's reputation. So does this mean, and uh, I, I don't even want to start this war, but with all these lawsuits coming out, does this mean that we are never, ever going to be allowed to question the voting process at all anymore in this country? Not in front of John, but uh, elsewhere, yeah. Well, if you have any proof, sure, you can question it all you want. Okay, that's what I'm asking, I guess. Well, sure, if you have some proof. Joe, you're oddly what silent was... right now. <laughs> <laughs> See my head bowed? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Sure yeah. do. Are you, pra- yeah. are you praying? Yeah. President Biden's economic advisors are pulling together a sweeping three trillion, that's with a T, dollar package to boost the economy, reduce carbon emissions, Mm -hmm. narrow economic inequality, Mm -hmm. beginning with a giant infrastructure plan that would probably be financed in part through tax increases, uh, increases on corporations and people who make the most money. And you will hear a detailed report on that with Mr. Money Talk towards the ah. end of the program. He, uh, he really dove deep into this one. 
After months of internal debates, Biden's advisors are expected to present the spending proposal to the president and congressional leaders this week, as well as begin outreach to industry and labor groups. On Monday, Mr. Biden's national climate advisor, Gina McCarthy, discussed the plans and their role in combating climate change in a meeting with oil and gas industry experts. The federal agency charged with housing unaccompanied migrant minors issued guidance Monday directing shelters to expedite the release of some of those children with parents or legal guardians in the U.S. willing to care for them, according to an internal memo. The guidance is the administration's effort to address a soaring number of unaccompanied minors crossing the southern border and straining the U.S. government's capacity to house them in child-appropriate facilities. By releasing the children already in custody more quickly, the government said they could make additional beds available for new arrivals. John, do you I have... Think oh, I'm sorry, Katie. Me asking you to watch video of testimony or asking you questions about the Dominion machine <laughs> and the process, that does not equate to me believing anything. It, it It's me asking you because... Uh, your brain is bigger than mine, and I want to hear your opinions on things. Well, how did you possibly twist that into me telling you <laughs> that this was fact? That's What's, what we do here, Kenny. See, we twist things to make each other look silly. Could you play the OK Kenny sounder for me, please, Chris? Nah, I'm good. Hey, uh... <laughs> You can't find it, can you? Nah. John, do you have the uh, update in the the Chauvin trial, by the way, in your newscast? I have nothing from today, no. Uh, This is from the Star Star Tribune one hour ago. The 15th and final juror has been selected for the Chauvin trial. Opening statements start on Monday. So less than two and a half weeks it took, basically, to... I'm surprised. That went together yeah, I am pretty too. quickly. Yeah. I thought it would take longer. You know what I did? I, I, I slurped in that hook that you, you offered me about five minutes ago, and then I slowly swam away with it and then swallowed it really hard. Didn't I, was, I was surprised you came back to it. I thought, boy, yeah. that must have really gotten under his skin. <laughs> yeah, huh? You got oh. me, John. Congratulations. <laughs> what, okay, what Daddy. A... There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> What was he responding to with that one? That was just Pat's way of telling Kenny to be quiet, I think. gotcha. STF, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One of a kind, 1967 Chevrolet Corvette L88 was sold at the Mecham Auctions event in Glendale, Arizona uh, for $2,695,000, which, well, it's a lot of money, but apparently not that much. The Sunfire Yellow Coupe is one of just 20 that were built in 1967 with the L88 option package that included a racing V8 and the high-performance drivetrain, suspension, and brakes to go with it. The car is fully restored, believed to be the only one that still has its original numbers matching engine, but fell uh, far short of the auction record for the model and the Corvettes, which was set in 2014, when a red L88 Coupe sold for $3.85 million. According to Haggerty's manager of valuation analytics, John Wiley, the price paid for the Meekum car was just 2% below its expected value today. Shows a strong market for classic cars, but that the 2014 car crossed the block during a peak that coincided with an available tax exemption on such sales that has since expired. This has become the third most valuable 67 L88 and fourth most valuable Corvette ever sold. I'm going to nitpick. Oh, yes, sir. If they made 20 of them, then it's not one of a kind. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm not what saying you wrote that. I read the same thing. 
they made yeah. 20, there's probably about three left. Let's put it that way. It's yeah. getting close to being one of a kind. What year was uh, it, 66 or 67? 67. 67. Yep. yep, 67. That was Corvette's best year in my estimation. Yeah. A story that, uh, well, I don't think this will make you happy, Joe. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy today unveiled the largest rollback of consumer mail services in a generation as part of his 10-year plan for the U.S. Postal Service. Mm -hmm. uh, several, several things uh, he wants to happen here. Uh, longer first-class delivery windows, so instead of things getting there in a few days, it'll take another day or two, it no. sounds like. No, I don't like I, that. No. Denied. Uh, many post offices would have reduced hours. Denied. No. And the cost of postage in general, of every kind, will go up. Yeah. That's inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. What's a what's a forever stamp cost today? 49. It's like 2-3 no, bucks. No. Yeah, no. it's 50 55 or 6, I think. Is 55 it? or 6 cents. Still yeah. a miracle to me. Yeah. I I love using the the postal yeah, service. Too. Okay, Pony Express. <laughs> that's that's not pretty right. weird too. Uh, yeah. My post office in Carver and over smaller. It's open for an hour on Saturday. What? 1 oh. hour. <laughs> One hour. Yeah. That's weird. You said I've reduced hours. It made me think of, well, what can be reduced from an hour? I, uh, I've been getting visits. I've been meeting my neighbors who live anywhere from one to five miles away from me looking for their mail because a uh, fill-in driver was Ooh. working the mail. And uh, You know, they have Did you know, Such, that you can now track the mail you're supposed to receive? I yeah. do Over not the computer. know that. I do not know And that. so they've been tracking this mail, and it, it, they can track it right up until it's put in their mailbox, and they go out to their mailbox, and it's not there. Hmm. Get, th get this. This is how this works, Joe. In the post office, in the morning, they take a picture of the mail that will be delivered to your house that day. Yeah. So you know what's coming. There's a permanent. Uh, and, yeah. You sign up, and they'll send you an email with that in it. Hmm. Okay. So well, that... <laughs> That Hemmings Motor news that comes in a suspicious brown wrapper, <laughs> they're, uh, they've got pictures of that. Well, Joe. this is directly... Clear cellophane. Clear cellophane. It's mm. not in a brown wrapper. <laughs> this is strictly because of the rise in mail thefts, right? That's the whole reason behind it? I suppose. it's It's been available a couple of years. They started about oh, two years ago. This is the government crawling up your uh, backside <laughs> and making themselves at home, watching your every move. A Minnesota man is accused of stealing more than $1,200 worth of Girl Scout cookies. Oh, what an evil you-know-what. Joel Whitaker made his first court appearance on Monday. Police in Rochester say they got a grocery store alarm call late Saturday night. When they got there, they say they found Whitaker driving away with 23 cases of cookies stuffed in his back seat and his trunk. He told officers he had been dumpster diving and found the cookies in an unlocked loading dock. Police say they also found two stolen license plates, bolt cutters, a used meth pipe, and a small amount of heroin in his car. Whitaker, Whitaker now faces felony counts of burglary and theft, but he was released with a long list of conditions, including that he submit to random testing and searches and refrain from taking any drugs or drinking any alcohol. I'm sure that'll work out. A story that uh, has been all over uh, the Internet the last couple of days after... 44 years of marriage, Suzanne Summers and husband Ellen Hamill have lost none of their spark, apparently. The 74-year-old actress recently revealed that she and her 84-year-old husband had sex at least three times in one day before, before noon. She got, 
Why do I need to know this, I wonder? Well, I, I don't know. I, I really don't need to know this. That old sea hag, you kidding me? <laughs> okay, Ken. <laughs> <Yeah>. Jesus. <laughs> she oh, got yeah. candid about the intimate oh, details of their sex life last week on the podcast, Heather Dubrow's World, saying, at this stage of life, most people think that's over the hill. What time is it, noon? Well, I had sex with him three times already today. Summers noted that Hamill is usually ready She's for three in the morning. Him. Was was he there for for this activity? <laughs> uh, she says now that our kids are raised and it's just me and Al and we paid for the tuition and we paid for the weddings and helped them get their start. Now it's just us and man, are we having fun! It's quite an improvement after she revealed in the Daily Mail back in 2019 that they had had sex twice a day thanks to their weekly shots of PT 149 a melanocortin-based peptide that generates sexual arousal. Uh, she and the Canadian TV host who tied the knot in 1977 recently celebrated their 44th anniversary in I'm, November 2020. I'm sorry to contradict you, both Such and Reavers, but she is still stunningly beautiful. Hmm. I'm looking at photos uh, of her now. We don't know that. No, I, seriously, Such, look her up. She's, she's a gorgeous lady. Mm-hmm. I don't think Joe's going to look that up. I'm just guessing. I don't think so. All right. Well, John, that's fantastic news. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm very happy for them. And, and that's, yeah. Why know. do I need to know this, he says? Well, why don't they just go eat a big bleep load of Grunhoffers? There That'll we take go. care of them, huh? <laughs> Who ordered the sausage? Yeah. Suzanne Summers. That's right. <laughs> Grunhoffers old-fashioned meats. It can't be beat. And the word is out. The word is out that a second location is in the offing. We don't have any more information than that, but we do know that that's a fact, that a second, that a second, that damn squirrel's on my suet feeder again, I can't get up and <laughs> knock on the window. Uh, Easter is... Uh, he Easter's, waited for you to do a live ad, I bet. Right, Easter's right around the corner. Get your Easter ham at Grunhofer's. It's the best Easter ham you'll ever have. Of course, the three meatloafs, the meatloaf, the Town Ball Meatloaf, the Minnesota Meatloaf, the Brats, the Burgers, the Tomahawk Steaks, the seasoning, which people rave about because that seasoning can be used on so many different food items. By the way, the stop. Yeah, I yeah. did the John Height with my meatloaf last night. Cooked it, <sighs> frozen, 90 minutes at 400 degrees. He's going to get up and go tap on the window, Jailer, so be he prepared. He took his headphones off. Noise. He's going yeah. to the window. Apparently, I'm now Jeez. doing the Grunhofer ad. John, but you were right. I, uh, I I cooked God it, almighty. I yeah. sliced it, and then I yep. made sandwiches out of it with uh, sourdough buns from Quick Trip and olive oh. oil mayo. Where was I? It was so good. I'm glad that, that you... That sounds incredible. That uh, I'm glad that you gave me that recommendation. What'd you do, Reeves? The meatloaf. Cooked it, 90 minutes at 350, frozen. Yeah. Yep. And then I sliced it up and made yep. sourdough bun sandwiches with it and olive oil mm. mayo. It was Ooh. outstanding. Ooh. Okay, rookie. It was Man, outstanding. That good. <laughs> and you were doing it right, all because it's Grunhofer's, mm-hmm. and it tastes the best. And you know where they are. They're at the north end of Hugo, right on Highway 61. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. I like my advice from his Gene Simmons. <laughs> yeah, love <laughs> advice from Gene Simmons. I'm not getting rid of any of that. Is that his cylinder index or his golf score? Either oh. way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Suchere. Question for you guys. Yeah. So I got that great smoker from Mike Fratelloni last summer, and I went to fire it up, and I don't know if it's because of the 
what do you call it? The briquettes or whatever. No, the chips, sorry, that I yeah. put in there. Do I have to clean that whole deal out in the spring? I would put a I would go down the automotive aisle at Frats. I would grab a bunch of sea foam and Not I would put that in my grill. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh. Well, that's, that's just me, Chris. So I'm you not have saying no you should do you. it. Well, GLers, email me. I want to know what, what I should do because I tried to fire it up over the weekend, and for some reason I couldn't get her to heat up. So I'm going to guess it's operator error. But if you have any suggestions, I'd love to. Because I love that smoke fire grill from What, what was the uh, alcohol content of the uh, said operator well, at the time? Um, at the beginning of the endeavor, it wasn't too high. By the end of it, I was getting rather frustrated and... Um, it, it, it was higher than that at the beginning. Yeah. What's up, Such? Uh, <coughs> oh uh, <my> God. <laughs> I kept thinking we were off the air. No, thank uh, God. No, 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 we're, no we're back. No. Joe. Yeah, thank you, GLers. Thank you. <laughs> oh, he gave us a see you later. Yeah. Is what he gave us. He see gave, you later. You know, he uh, he gave us uh, one of these. Oh. Okay, Caddy. That's what he gave us. <laughs> hey, uh, GLers, thanks to all of you that have signed up and subscribed to Garage Logic on our YouTube channel. Oh. Also, please do not forget to download the PodMN app, and you can uh, win a Garage Logic T-shirt just by listening to us via the PodMN app the rest of this month. And a birdie has told me. That coming soon is another Garage Logic online store that might be available in the month of April. Oh, for fun. Oh, wonderful. Cool. Stay wonderful. tuned for more details in that regard. We'll see you later. It's that time once again here in Garage Logic where we check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold and GLers. Do yourself a favor and you should check in with Josh today for that free 48-minute financial consultation. And you can do so by calling 952-925-5608. When you call that number, you get Josh himself and you never get sugar-coated advice. You always get straight talk. And Josh is on the line with us right now. And Josh, once again, the government giveth and the government taketh away, don't they? It never ceases to amaze me. On one hand, you have the government, oh, we've got to provide extra money to to people and to states and to localities because we, the government, and um, could be state government, could be local government, could be federal government, put in their shut the economy down, what I call the shutdown or government-mandated recession. And during that, that recession, some industries profited. Many industries had difficulty. Employees at Many types of companies were out of work. Government said, we'll provide plenty of stimulus money to help that out. Particularly as unemployment soared, created a recession-like situation. With the passing of the last $1.9 trillion package, with stated for COVID relief, but very little going for actual COVID relief, the bulk going for state relief, the government said, we've got to figure out a way to pay for this, as well as pay for the next $3 trillion package that we're looking for. And the only way to do that is tax the rich. It doesn't matter on a state level or on a federal level. Tax the rich. The rich aren't paying their fair share. Tax the rich. Tax the corporations. And that will pay for everything. And it's not going to hurt the broad middle class. Wrong. When you increase taxes on something, you get less of it. In the case of many companies, particularly small businesses in high-tax states with employees who are now working from home, guess what? They can work from anywhere. They don't have to stay in high-tax states. 
be prepared, make a little noise against higher taxes. They always will hurt the people they're supposed to benefit. Just saying. Meantime, market is a little bit soft right now for both Fed Chief Powell and Treasury Secretary uh, Yellen to on their plans. Uh, the bond market has been climbing. Bond prices have been going up. Yields coming down for a few reasons. One is end of quarter portfolio rebalancing. So many people are forced right now to, to buy back bonds. That'll push prices up. Two, international investors still look at the positive rates in the United States and want those bonds for their security, and that will also push interest rates, I think, are going to be low for the foreseeable future, and I, when I say foreseeable future, I'll roll into uh, 2022 as I look at things right now. And there he is, the man himself, and GLers, do yourself a favor, get in touch with Mr. Money Talk today. Why not? It's a free 48-minute financial consultation, and do so by calling 952-925-5608. That's 952 952- 925-5608. Straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time in the chat, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Thank you very much, Chris. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.